0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcott and Adam Pacman Jones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe in Bengals podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. He is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcott, And it's good to be back with you, Adam, on a week where the Cincinnati Bengals were able to get their first win of the season against the new york jets no come from behind miracles for the jets in this one last uh-uh. time we was in new york that's what happened so let's recap this game and and start by talking about what we thought about how the offense performed
2: um i think the offense performed hard this weekend we, we started fast um that was the main thing that I think, man, your conversation was last week about we need to start fast. We haven't started fast. We didn't start fast in the first two games, but, oh, man, this weekend we, we came out rolling.
1: Yeah, we did. Uh, think about it. Uh, you, the first very possession by the Cincinnati Bengals, um, Joe Burrow goes eight for eight. They go 75 yards right down the field. It culminated with a 12-yard touchdown pass to Samaje Pirine we had to score multiple times just to have the one touchdown count, but, but but it was, it was good. It showed that everyone was really in tune um, to getting that very first win. And I thought it was very important. You talked about the fast start. Think about Joe Burrow, eight for eight on that drive. He was precise. I thought he saw the, the field very clear. His vision down the field was very good and the protection was also very good.
2: I, I say that this week, Joe didn't get, we didn't have to pick him up too many times from um, getting sacked. So that was a good thing. They didn't get to Joe um, this week. I think the offensive line is, is coming through. They're gelling. The run game still got to get better. You know what I mean? We, mm-hmm. we, we can do better in the running, running game. If you ask me, but um, I think Joe did a good job of spreading the ball around. Um, the targets went up. T-boy had um, at least uh a, a, Another target. He, he need we need we gotta get T Boyd the ball, bro. But I thought that was really good on the one um, on the all-out blitz. Um, you know, if you can catch that ball and make a guy miss, it should be a touchdown. And so we caught him being greedy right there. And um, Joe had a good ball. And um, T Boyd made a good move, stayed on his feet, and um, went the distance.
1: Yeah, we're gonna talk about T Boyd in a little bit. I I will go back to the protection um that was better it wasn't perfect but it was better here what the numbers showed um but I thought it was improvement all the way around Joe Burrow was only sacked twice that's an improvement over the previous two games where he was sacked seven six. times week one six in week two he was he was hurried six times now you think about this he dropped back to throw the ball um 41 times in the game um He didn't throw it on every single one because sometimes he had to scramble. He had to get out of there. But eight times he was hit. That's not good. We don't want to get him hit that much. 17 total pressures on 41 dropbacks. But they only allowed two sacks. So there was major improvement in his ability uh, to be protected. But with that, when you get a comfortable Joe Burrow, a relaxed Joe Burrow, you get a guy who's now performing – as one of the best quarterbacks in the
2: league, right? Right. And everybody is talking about panic and this and that. Hey, look, <laughs> Joe don't panic. You know, I was I, I was listening to a quote today, and it was like uh motivation. Like what 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 motivates you? You know, and, and, and the only thing I could think about every time I see see this man, um, he never thinks about the last plate. He's yeah. always worried about the next plate. Um, and when you can play like that at a high level, um, you got something special. And that's why we're here talking about the Bengals. And we'll be talking about the Bengals for a long time, as long as uh, that guy there is healthy.
1: Yeah, they get the win 27 to 12 on the road, their very first win of the season. Um, the offense was able to score three touchdowns on the day. It's the most touchdowns they scored in any game so far this season. Hopefully there'll be more to come. But here's what Joe Burrow did four big-time throws of of 15 yards or more, three touchdown passes in the game, zero interceptions, a number I always like to see by Joe Burrow's name. For me, the biggest difference was he did get off to the fast start. We did keep him upright, um, you know, for the early part of the game, enough to get into a rhythm for him to allow everybody else now to play at a higher level. What does that mean when you hear that? Joe Burrow is getting into rhythm and comfortable in the pocket. What does that mean to you?
2: Man, you just go back and look at the game. Even the play where we, and like you said, we had to score three times. That, I thought the one that uh, T. Higg had was a touchdown. Um, but you can see the level of guys play stepping up. Everybody is doing a little bit more. Um, and when you play with guys like Joe Burrow, um, he's going to help. I mean, he's going to make everybody play to a higher standard because everybody expects the play that he's played and you have to try to match it. You know what I mean? So I think, um think this is, is really good for the sense. I, I mean, for the city, I think we'll start getting them rolling now. I know the backer end uh, of the schedule is a little tough. I thought, it, I thought we'll be three and no at this, this point I was wrong. Um, I, I didn't think that we would miss fumble. I mean, miss snap a field goal. <laughs> you know, I didn't, <laughs> right. I, I didn't, I didn't think, I mean, the extra point, a lot of things just didn't go our way. So, um, but it's good to get a win. We needed this win.
1: On that very first drive, think about it. 11 plays, 75 yards. Um, Tyler Boyd comes on that little jet sweep where they do a little shovel pass to him. He walks right through the middle of the line, touchdown. Oh, no, that's called back because of a the penalty. Then Joe Burrow hits T. Higgins. Listen, this is just ludicrous. The, the toes were down in the end the zone. The toes
2: were down.
1: And every time, I've seen, you ever heard the term toe drag swag?
2: If the toes
1: drag in the end zone, that's a touchdown.
2: That's a touchdown.
1: I have never, I have been around this game for a long time. I've called NFL games at the network level for 25 years. Know the rule book. There's nowhere that says that the heels got to be down because we've seen more touchdowns where the receivers drag their toes and it's a touchdown. Yes, T. Higgins had both of those toes down. Neither official was in position to see it. And that's why they waited on each other. What did you see? What did you see? They were, And then one guy just said, ah, no, because he couldn't see it. He wasn't going to confirm something he couldn't see. So he called it out. But they were so late on the call. And then they, Wait. Went, they went to the pictures. And the pictures, you could tell both feet were in. But they just felt one way about it. They didn't want to overturn it. So now we had to score a third touchdown. Okay, throwing the ball over to Samaj P. Ryan for a 12 yard touchdown. We had to score three times on that first drive, man. So that tells you about the resiliency of this team, tells you about the resiliency of Joe Burrow, because there was no whining, there was no complaining, no one made excuses. All we did was we kept uh, swinging the bat until we, until we got into that end zone.
2: And that shows a lot about our team here It um, start with the coach. Um, so yeah. I, I'm loving it, man. I'm I'm just, we just now getting started. I think Joe is, Joe is, is, is starting to feel like Joe, you know, that, like I said, the offense, the line is getting better. It takes time, you know, to play on one band, one line, one screen. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited for these next couple of weeks. I'm excited too, because
1: when we come back after commercial break, we're going to be talking about our performer of the week. The guy who really got it done that we thought gave great energy to the overall team performance in week three as the Cincinnati Bengals come home a winner after beating the Jets by a score of 27 to 12. It's now time for our performer of the week brought to you by the great people at Eli Sports Bar and Grill. And of course, I was out at Liberty Township watching the Bengals take down the New York Jets. And boy, did they take good care of me. I love the honey um garlic wings that's right honey garlic wings at Eli's sports bar and grill you know what I also love our performer of the week who was none other than Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd and listen Tyler had a great game four catches 105 yards for the touchdown had a 56 yard catch and run where it looked like he was going to get hammered the way he balanced himself and came out of that it reminded me of Adam Pac-Man Jones returning a punt return for a touchdown, refusing to go down, Adam.
2: <laughs> T-Boy, and you know what he say? Level up, level up. I level see you up. leveling up, T. Um, <laughs> congratulations, man. Um, That was an unbelievable game you had there. And, hey, stay on your feet. Way to stay on your I feet. I
1: know, man. Yeah, Great okay. job,
2: T. Good job, man. That,
1: that requires a lot of toughness. I mean, they – both guys came in, as you well know, with bad intentions to hammer away. And they got the lick in, but they fell down. He stayed on his feet and came out of it. And here's the one thing, because you know they're going to razz you in the locker room if you get walked at. So he scored. He, he, he got into that end zone. But <laughs> he scored. look, tight hey, like I'm going to tell you, man, we were coming <laughs> at you. But what, what would you say to him as you were watching the tape on Monday with him and you could see them getting close to him, even though he finally made it into the end zone
2: oh he know, everyone know if you don't get in right there you know, it's a long day in the <laughs> locker room but um T, T you know he he have that running back mentality because he played running back mm-hmm. before yeah and um he's tough he's physical um he showed that last night and he's been showing it weekend and week out um but i'm happy he didn't he didn't get hit, walked right there on the two-yard line like yeah. That was very uh, smart instinct. He knew to, to go ahead and take the leap, you know what I mean, with the tackle. So uh, it was good, boy. but if he would have got caught and I would have been in the locker room, woo, we would we, have messed with him for a little bit. You yeah, know right. I mean. we, would, we would have had some fun with that. And here yeah. is
1: why Tyler Boyd is my performer of the week. Listen, four catches for 105 yards, that's no joke because you average over 25 yards a catch. Yes. I mean, the math on that one's very easy. But Tyler Boyd is, I think he's part of the heart and soul of, of this team. Here's a guy that went through some of the bad times that the Bengals been, went through during the early days of his career. And now he's here to experience the fruit, right? Experience the good time of what it feels like to win division titles, to, to go to a Super Bowl, Super Bowl and to be on a prolific offense with a talented quarterback, that can allow you to put up big numbers. But you know what I love about Tyler? He don't complain. He don't cry when the ball's going to somewhere. He waits his time. He waits his turn. He's a complete team guy. But when they come to him, he always answers the call. With He's toughness, physicalities, yes. and with the big plays that we saw him make on Sunday. Your thoughts?
2: Um, I totally uh, agree with everything you said right there, Sally. Only thing I think we left out, the grit. Um, I had a chance to play with Tyler. Tyler's one of the hardest working guys over there at the facility. It's not a day that he's going to come in and don't compete. You know what I mean? He's always came in and practiced hard, competed hard. And and that's why you see he he have these days like this on Sunday. So um, I think the grit, the love, and um, the the fire he played with, he's one of those glass eater guys, if you want to say that. He's a glass eater, but, Tyler, man, I'm happy for you, t boy. Just keep working, kid. Just level up. Level up. Level, level up. up.
1: <laughs> and, and th- hey, listen, Jamar Chase, listen, he was targeted 10 times in the game. He caught six passes for 29 yards. He did have the touchdown grab, so let's give him some credit for that because it was certainly needed. T-Higgins, I think, is just big play waiting to happen, man. Um, he keeps having to overcome a setback here or there with a legal hit, As we saw in this Jets game, um, we saw it week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was targeted seven times, five catches, 93 yards. But think about it. When uh, Tyler Boyd's targeted just five times, half the amount of times as, as Jamar Chase, but still ends up with big plays. I love it when players don't have to ask for it, but the little they get, they turn it into something big.
2: Maximizing Again, it maximizing that, the ability, baby. Ab- absolutely. So
1: that's why we love you, Tyler Boyd. t Boy. T-boy, keep bringing it. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. You are our Performer of the Week, brought to you by Eli Sports Bar and Grill. We're going to step away. We'll come back and talk about what the Cincinnati Bengals did on the defensive side of the ball in their first win of the season uh, as they got that against the New York Jets. The Cincinnati Bengals' defensive performance In their week three win over the New York Jets, um, I thought they were dynamic. Um, They hit, hurry, and harassed uh, the quarterback, Joe Flacco. We came up with four turnovers in this game. By far, our best game on the defensive side of the ball. Two fumble recoveries, two two interceptions. When you can get that against the opposing quarterback and against the opposing offense, you're going to have a big day. And so talk to me about what you saw from the Cincinnati Bengals defense.
2: And, and the four sacks, you know, I, I just, I applaud Lou and uh, let me see, say this right. Uh, Lou and <laughs> right. Boom. I got it. Um, He's he, he, he get better and better, man. Like the, the, the way he played Flacco was very smart. He played him in coverage and let the guys up front get to him. Um, I think we have one all out blitz the whole, whole game. We played a lot of cover two, you know what I mean? Getting, um, playing coverage instead of playing man-to-man the whole game. But I I thought it was a brilliant idea the way he attacked uh, Flacco. And um, I think someone's be listening to our show because we was talking about the cover two thing, playing cover two, and um, letting Flacco uh, check down Charlie instead of trying to go for the deep ball. And I, I um, I think it worked. I think it worked really good.
1: Yeah. Hey, look, the Bengals didn't allow a touchdown in this game. They held the Jets to only four field goals, and remember, this was a uh, Joe Flacco-led offense that lit up the Cleveland Browns one week ago. They came from back from a 13-point deficit to beat the Cleveland Browns, and uh, the Bengals didn't give them a touchdown all day. If you go
2: back and look at that game, if you go back and look at that game, uh, they played them single high the whole second. You can't do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They played them single high, and I know the uh, defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. From there, um, he went to uh I mean he was my coach over in Denver. Joe Woods. Uh, yeah. Joe Woods. Um he's a single high guy. He, he don't know yeah. them but man to man. Um I don't think he understands the the where the game is right now mm-hmm. as far as uh these explosive players. Um you gotta you gotta throw in some kind of coverage in there every now and then. You can't just go and play everybody in a single high coverage. That's my opinion.
1: Well, we got Lou Anaromo and he knows that he dialed up a defense that generated four sacks, um, seven hits on the quarterback, 15 hurries of forcing Joe Flacco to throw the ball before he was ready. 27 pressures. Now those numbers, every single category ranks top five in the NFL week three by any defense in the national football league. So that's how well they performed. And look, Trey Hendrickson was giving their left tackle, George Fant, all he could handle. Trey Hendrickson could have been our performer of the week because he had two and a half sacks, eight total pressures. How about this? Two forced fumbles on the day. Come on, okay? man. Okay. Now that's bringing it. So
2: that's a day right there. Now that's, that's, a, that's a day. A day. You, you get off on Monday, Tuesday, and half a <laughs> Wednesday when you have those type of days.
1: Yeah, man. And look, when you get this kind of play from the interior part of your defensive line, you're going to win a lot of games because remember DJ Reader had to leave and BJ Hill showed up. He had a half a sack, four hurries, six total pressures and get this. He forced one fumble and recovered two fumbles. Yeah. That now that's bringing it. So, we got to give our defensive line a lot of credit. Trey Hendrickson, obviously BJ Hill, um it starts up front, man, and yes, then sir. we were able to get the interceptions. Logan Wilson, Jesse Bates on the back end bringing in the interception. So uh when you have a defense playing like
2: this, you're gonna win a lot of games, right? Yes, especially when you got the front coming like this. Um, like I said before, we when you playing coverage in the back end, it gives those guys uptime up front time enough to do what they need to do. Um, I think we we had we had a great defensive strategy this week. But Jesse Bakes is coming back, he's almost back in rare form. I tell you that. I give him one more week, he'll be back to, to, to regular old Jesse. But um, it's good to have him back and making plays out there and getting the getting the guys in, in the right rhythm and in the right spots.
1: You know, earlier we were talking about um, getting off to a fast start. I think in this game we got off to a fast start, not just on offense, but on defense as well. Coming into week three, the Cincinnati Bengals had played over 130 minutes of football Ooh. during the first two games. That is because they went into overtime, of course, against Pittsburgh. They had never been in the lead at any point during those 130 minutes through the first two weeks. That's why we had to come out and take the lead. Day one, come number one possession in this game against the Jets and Joe Burrow go right down the field in 11 plays, going eight for eight to put us on the scoreboard. And we never looked back. Don't panic. The the game was never tied again, and we were never trailing in this game week three against the Jets. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation of what it means to avoid going 0-3 to start an NFL season. Look, Cincinnati Bengals dodge one, man. We shouldn't have ever been 0-2. We should have won week one against Pittsburgh. We shouldn't have been 0-2 because we should have won 2 against the Dallas Cowboys. But, hey, man, we went out to New York. Looking at possibly going 0-3, we avoid it because we get the 27-12 to win against the Jets. But talk to me what it's like going into the building and your team is 0-3. I think you can bounce back from 0-2. Let's face it. You get to be 0-3, man, it get tight in the building. Anxiety goes up. Hope and optimism comes down. What is it like walking into a building uh, when you go zero and three, what did we avoid? What did we dodge uh, by not going zero and three?
2: Thank goodness. It's just the the morale of the building. You know, it, it, it's the tempo that you know the coaches start looking looking a little sad. You know, and you start getting people asking questions. You know, Ooh. or can they be this? Or can they be that? Will they make the playoffs? Um, one thing I will say, I I, I didn't. Think that we would be two and I mean one and two right now. I thought that we would be three and zero. But one thing I, I've, I've I've watched this team. I've watched these these players. I've watched everything. I've never panicked. You know why? Because Joe. I'm not panicking. I'm not worried about being fucking o and I mean freaking oh and three. I'm not worried. We got Joe and we got the cast We're gonna be all right. But I'm happy though. I'm happy. I'm happy for the city. We needed this win.
1: Look, man. I'm. A, you lose three in a row. In the NFL, this ain't <laughs> like baseball. We don't play a hundred or something game. Right. This ain't even like the NBA. We don't play 85 plus games, man. We're playing 17. So three games is roughly one fifth of your season. A quarter, yes. One fifth. We play 17 now. So think yeah. about it, man. You, you lose three in a row, it's like a ship taking on water. You out the middle of the sea. You ain't drowned yet, but you can see water coming in the boat. And you and I both know everybody get tight when water's coming in the boat. If you ever been on a boat in the middle of the ocean, and I have, water start coming in that boat, bro, you start looking around. And all you got is people in the boat. Ain't nobody going to come in to save you. Um, People start to panic. They start looking at you like maybe you the problem or maybe we should start changing people starters even start getting antsy right they start because coaches coaches will start
2: changing the the lineup a little bit oh yeah okay and and not only the coaches it comes from upstairs normally you start losing hey let me put these young guys in you know that's right um we need to get them some reps you know the season's over with so yes if you don't snap out of it it's over yes you can't
1: Think, look, Go look at the numbers for how many teams started 0-3 and, and what the percentages are for making the playoffs, single digit. you be less than 10% chance yeah. of getting to the postseason if you start the season 0-3. So we dodged that one. Now, I want to, before we let you go, want I hear from you, how important is it for us to say, hey, man, this ain't nothing, because we got Miami coming in here on Thursday. We got to take our trip. After that, to Baltimore to stop that freak show named Lamar Jackson. And then Joe Burrow, week six, gets to go down to the Bayou and play the New yeah. Orleans Saints. We got work for us over the next three to four weeks like nobody business has
2: And they got work for them too. You know why? Because they got to see the Joe Burrow show in the cast. And we got a good little show over here. We just now clicking. So we'll be all right. Let's go, Bengals. See, I ain't worried
1: about them. I'm worried about us. And the reason I'm just saying the answer, it's like being in that boat. We, if we just take care of us, I ain't worried about them. I'm worried about us. And don't get me wrong, I think we can get it done. We will get it done. But I just like you said earlier, we got to get that run game tightened up. We got to continue to get off to a fast start in these games and keep Joe clean so he can get into a rhythm, right? We got to um, get pressure on the opposing quarterback like we did uh, in this game against the Jets. I love it when Trey Hendrickson's is getting off because when he's getting off, everybody getting off. And For we sure. all know pressure leads to pigs, baby. You get to that opposing quarterback, now the defensive backs is getting their hands ready, getting ready to catch it. And, oh, our boy Mike Hilton all over the field on something. So we got to get him back on the Believe in Bingo podcast. Yes, he was. Okay.
2: Keep doing your thing, Mike man. You you like a a, a little net, you know what a net is. <laughs> You're around it every time, man. You're doing a hell of a job Ooh, out there. Love them, absolutely love them.
1: All right, well, that's gonna do it for this wonderful edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast, delivered by 828 Logistics. Don't forget, you can catch the Believe in Bingo podcast by going to the Believe Network at believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. And don't forget, you can check us out on Bally Sports Ohio. Channel 22 on Spectrum Cable. Don't forget to check us out each and every week. We'll be back because we're looking forward to taking on those Miami Dolphins. How about this? Joe Burrow and Tua Tungavailoa, quarterback class of 2020. That's right. It's going to be a shootout, and you can catch it all right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Thanks for joining us, everyone.